1: Day and night, keep things safe for you and I. Rolls down the track and turns on the lights, Pulls them over and reads them there. Right, got to find myself a girl, got to find me one just like you. Betty Bible, Betty Bible.
0: Hello welcome to Betty in the Sky with a Suitcase. I'm Betty. I'm a flight attendant for a major airline, and I'm also an avid traveler. So I bring you stories from the airplane, from the pilots who fly those airplanes, and from my travels around the world. This episode is called "Crews Behaving Badly, <laughs> which is pretty self-explanatory. It's in a job where you come in contact with so many people, there are times where you just can't help the temptation of saying something funny back to a passenger or doing something that's ever so slightly crossing the line. So the music for this episode I found on garageband.com and it's called Betty 5 because I'm basically going to be like a cop pulling over these crew members for behaving badly. And at the end of this episode, I will have an update on my recent trip to Europe, where I did a couple flights to and from Kuwait, bringing the military to and from Kuwait. So let's go ahead and begin and listen to some of our stories about crews behaving badly.
2: Okay, I have a, a male friend. He is really, really funny and has a dry sense of humor. So when we uh, were flying from um, Frankfurt to India... We had a lot of people from India there and they're used to having those are mainly people that have money and they have mas- mainly mates with them so
0: a lot uh, of servants a right? lot
2: of servants and um here Franco is walking on the aisle and this indian <laughs> sir 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 and handed Franco a baby said here would you change my baby I, I think she meant change the diaper of the baby and Franco just looked at it as okay sure Franco walked around with the baby and looked around and found a black (laughs) family who was in the military with a baby about the same size. He said, excuse me, ma'am, can I borrow your baby for a minute? (laughs) So Franco took this cute little black baby to the Indian lady and said, excuse me, ma'am, here, I change your baby. (laughs) And the lady was (laughs) screaming and yelling, (laughs) what happened to the baby, (laughs) her baby? She said, I changed your baby. You asked me to change your baby. <laughs> Betty Bobo,
1: Betty Bobo. All the boys down the county talk about the line you had them walk. Girl, they're so proud to say the day. been put away by Betty Babo.
3: Okay, puke story. I was in Nashville, Tennessee, working for American Eagle, and we had bad weather all around. we were going from Nashville to Knoxville, short flight. We knew it was going to be bumpy, no way to get around it. So the captain and I decided we know everybody's going to puke. So on the way over there, let's have a contest. How many people going either way, you know, can can get, you know, how many pukers you can get on your flight?
0: You didn't tell the passengers this, though, right? No,
3: just between the two of us. Because we knew it was going to happen anyway, so you might as well have fun with it, yeah. So on the way to Knoxville, the captain had seven people. Few. Because once one goes, the rest of them start going they smell But on the way back, I only had four. But I had one person fill five bags full. I don't know what the guy ate. The flight is calling us, telling us. He's like, I'm handing this kid another bag. Turns out we landed in Nashville. It's like a 10-year-old kid, like 90 pounds. I don't I have no where he got five bags worth of But I won.
0: You were talking about one of our uh, flight attendants. There's some people, you know, they can just get away with everything. You know, they can say anything and they don't seem to ever get in trouble. So what did he say to somebody on your flight?
4: There was a lady sitting in a seat and she looked like she'd had a rough night. She was very um, disheveled. So he goes up to her and he says, honey, where are you going today? And she goes... Uh, to uh, Los Angeles, and he goes, Oh, my, all the way to L.A. without a hairbrush? She's
1: <laughs> <laughs> got a real firm bill, she's always working out. What's behind her batch, I'd love to find out. I'm going to meet her brother, I can't say, but I think I might have found a way. Going out tonight, going to jack up a bank. She'll put me in cuffs and throw me in the tank. Finally got to meet that girl, got to meet her for myself. 50, 50,
5: 50. Well Back when I was flying C-130s on active duty, they were e-models, and they didn't have a bathroom or a urinal. Actually, they had a urinal on the back ramp. It, took, it was kind of a trapeze act to stand on a little platform and hold yourself against some of the stanchions and, uh, and hold the, the little flap door open for the urinal and, and use it. It was kind of tricky, and um, if you didn't watch someone do it, you it would be hard to figure out how to do it on your own. So most people got up there and were pretty precariously balanced. We used to fly some fighter pilots places sometimes uh, when they were deploying, the ones who were unfortunate enough to not get to take one of the fighters to the location. They went with the maintenance troops and the spare parts on our C-130s, and they invariably came up and made fun of our airplane on the flight deck. Well, they shouldn't have done that. Our loadmaster's on headset. He's in the back of the airplane, and we just wait for the world's greatest fighter pilot to go back and take a leak. So while he's up there precariously balanced on the stanchion trying to trying to hold on to things and, and, and make it all work, we unhook the rudder servo off the autopilot, and we give the tail a good wagon back and forth. He always pees all over his leg when they do that.
4: Okay, I was walking down the aisle with a trash cart, picking up trash, and this lady says, are you trash? <laughs> to which I said, well, I used to be when I was younger, but now that I'm older, I've cleaned up my act. <laughs>
1: down at the county I talk about the lesson that you taught. Girl, I'm so proud to say that I.
6: Over in Honolulu on his trip and every, every Monday he'd go in on the same trip and the hotel would always put the flight crews in the exact same rooms so that he went in on one Monday and checked into the uh, hotel in Honolulu and his TV didn't work. It was real scratchy and snowy and he couldn't see. So. When he checked out, he wrote up a maintenance thing said, TV in my room doesn't work very good. Next Monday he went back and he got the same room. TV was still really bad, couldn't really see the picture. So when he left, he filled out another maintenance uh, request and said, TV in my room doesn't work. Well, the third Monday he came back, got the same room again, turned the TV on, it didn't work.
0: He's probably a little tired of this by this point. So,
6: he took the TV, he threw it out of the high story window.
0: He threw it out the window?
6: Threw it out the window. And then when he left, the next day, he filled out a maintenance form and said, there's no TV in my room.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, that was probably more effective.
6: Problem solved.
4: A no. uh, passenger asked a flight attendant if they serve nuts, and she said, yes, we don't discriminate. <laughs> okay, it's during boarding. It's on the 767, and I'm in the, in the back of Economy boarding, and there's a gentleman and his 13-year-old son, and they're both good size. They're coming down the aisle, and the 13-year-old is looking a little, a little, um, green. a little green, maybe, yes. And all of a sudden, he bends over and hurls in the aisle and keeps hurling and hurling because that morning in the hotel, they had had a free buffet breakfast. (laughs) So we're all just, oh, my God, watching it. And um, Michael in the back gets on the PA and goes, clean up, clean up an aisle two, clean up.
0: (laughs) He actually got on the PA and said it?
4: Clean up, clean up aisle two.
0: Well, this is a story about an earthquake the big big earthquake in anchorage in the early 60s and a friend of mine got in arrived in anchorage and decided she would go out so she changed her clothes and went to the elevator pushed the button and the doors opened and right as the doors opened she looked down and realized she had not changed her her purse and her purse did not match her ensemble so she apologized to the folks in the elevator the door shut she turned to go back into her room and they had the great big 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 earthquake this was the huge earthquake this was the huge earthquake and she said it was the best thing that ever happened because her purse did not match her ensemble she was spared 12 hours in a locked elevator with all these people she said several of who were probably obnoxious people on her flight
2: Was a famous person aboard. And again, my friend was at the door boarding and um, said, Excuse me, would you mind hanging up my coat? And my friend said, Do you mind just waiting for a minute? And he said, Beck says, Well, so do you know who I am? My friend looked at him and said, Just a minute. Picked up the the PA and says, "Ladies and gentlemen, does anybody know who this man is? He seems to have forgotten his name." <laughs> and the back was very upset. Turned around and went back to his seat and didn't say a word for the rest of the flight.
5: <laughs> All right, L ten eleven on the way to from Dallas to uh, Honolulu, and uh, somewhere before they started descending into Honolulu, the uh, one of the flight attendants came up with a camcorder, and said, you know, I I know you guys aren't supposed to do this, but can you get some pictures of the island for us on your way in? So the co-pilot took the the camera from her, and they got a plan up. And uh, on the way in, he starts taking pictures out the window of the different islands and naming them, and then as he pans across, the captain is up in the seat with his pants down around his ankles... Full moon. He zooms in on the full moon, leaves it there for a good long ten seconds or so, and when they land and taxi back in, they give the camera back to the flight attendant. That night over beers, they had a lot of laughs, and were thinking of some more things they could do with their camera. So the next, the next day, they were getting ready to push back on their way back to Dallas, And they called her up there to the cockpit, and they said, Why don't you give us your camera? We're taking off the other direction. We'll get some pictures of the other side of the island. And she says, Oh, that wasn't mine. That was a passenger's. (laughs) And
0: now for that update on my trip. Uh, to and from Kuwait. I only ended up doing uh, one turn in and out of Kuwait. Uh, When I've done them before, sometimes they turn into like nine days and you're going back and forth and back and forth. But this time it was only one. And... I learned some lessons on this trip. I learned that you probably shouldn't promote anything until you actually have the product because when I did this before, the military personnel would be quiet and reserved, uh, sometimes tired on the way in considering they're going to be in you know, Iraq for a year. And then coming home, they'd be very uh, excited and rowdy and want to chat and you can get all these stories. And that's what I was hoping for. And this time... Well, it was different. Uh, It could be, it's different for a lot of reasons. It could be because it was midnight when we picked them up in Kuwait. They'd been up all day. They basically had dinner and went to sleep. And it's not like I could exactly say, um, excuse me, could you wake up and tell me some great stories in this little microphone and recorder I have. Um, Could have to do with, you know, the changing attitudes towards the war or that, we don't know what. And it's gonna end, but anyway, they were kind of quiet and tired, and I was a little disappointed, and uh, you know it's certainly not their job to entertain me, so um, I learned a lesson you know I shouldn't probably promote anything until I'll, you actually have it, and it's also like. Travel advice. I give a lot of travel advice and I could tell you about some fantastic trip that I had and I could tell you where to stay and where to eat and what to do. And then you could take that exact same trip and depending on who you're traveling with, what the weather's like, what your health is, any number of variables, you might not, you could come back and go, eh. (laughs) So it's the same kind of thing. You know, you just never know what you're going to get until you get there. So hopefully I'll get another trip. I'm going to keep putting in for them and uh, maybe I can get a daytime flight leaving and I can get some great audio to share with you. But this time, it just didn't happen. (laughs) But I did have a good time in Europe. So I hope you'll join me again next time for another episode of Betty in the Sky with a Suitcase. And I hope you'll forgive me for not having any great, military stories to share with you. So that's it. See you again next time. Bye.